Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen. Yes, <laughs> celebrations, fun things. We've reached the end of another series on the stupid show, the silly show, the daft show, <laughs> and the nonsense show. That's all one show called Morgan Hasn't Seen. I'm Morgan, I haven't seen things. Janine is with me, as she always is. Hi, Janine. Hello, Morgan. How are you holding up? Wonderfully. In this hard time. <laughs> Absolutely wonderfully. Because I've developed myself a new area to um, record things, which is much comfier oh. than the previous area, so I'm happy. I like to call it the masterpiece theatre setup that you have. Exactly. It's very nice under a nice leathery chair and um, next to a fancy bookshelf with a little table lamp. Yes. It's very it's very evocative of the PBS classic series Masterpiece Theatre. Do you have to pronounce it like that? <laughs> I do because it's fancy. Yes, of course. It's very uh, British. The, the setup uh, debuted on our Patreon, patreoncom slash It's a Wonderful One. It's a Wonderful Podcast yes, on, on our Patreon. Fun live stream. On the live stream, uh, yes, that's where you can go and check us out on Patreon if you want to do that. But we're not here to just talk about Patreon today because it is the end of another series. It's the end of the uh, movies about television series yes uh with our bonus episode today we are talking what janine we are talking galaxy quest why the hell are we talking about galaxy quest well because it's like the best movie about tv and i mean i feel like it didn't really it didn't do very well like when it came out or like it was kind of forgotten and it's gotten kind of this cult following i mean even people who were on like Star Trek and shows like that um, who have seen this movie talk about how real this is to their own experiences being on a sci-fi show like that. So I think it's definitely kind of the top tier movie about TV because it evokes so much reality that also has a lot of fun and fantasy and um, just great chemistry and performances. And I I could not believe you hadn't seen this movie yet. I mean, there are a lot of movies that I'm surprised you haven't seen, but this was a big one. And so I'm glad I found an excuse to finally get you to watch this movie because it's so fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a, a reason for not seeing this movie. A aside from my sort of, I didn't really know what Galaxy Quest was. You know, uh, you know say I heard of the movie Galaxy Quest, right? I didn't really know mm -hmm. what it was. I thought, yeah, okay, it's a sci-fi movie. But it's not is it a really a sci-fi movie? I I I'd uh, I'd go as far as to say this isn't even really a sci-fi movie. It's more a comedy and it just happens to have those elements. Well, yeah, but know, it, it's set, it's the setting. The setting is the thing that makes it science fictiony, but it's really just like a a comedy. Yeah, it's 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 look, it's a, it's a it's a satire more than anything else. Yeah, that's to be true. honest, um, but I yeah I, I I really I have no idea why I wouldn't have seen this movie, but also I have no idea why I would have seen this movie, because it seems like again I had my whole 
thing like like years ago of being like Star Trek's not for me, Star Trek's not for me. Then I watched the original series and still the original series is the only piece of Star Trek I've ever seen. But I really like And we'll get to that. We probably we'll get will. To that. <laughs> but I really like the original series of Star Trek. Okay. And it's nice okay. watching this now, watching Galaxy Quest now. Because it's obviously a big play on Star Trek, the original series, and their cast yes, members. Tim sure. Tim Allen basically is Shatner. Yes. <laughs> Just even looks a and bit like Rickman. William Shatner. <laughs> yeah. It's unusual. And Rickman, obviously, is a Leonard yes. <laughs> Nimoy kind of vibes. Yeah. And so it, 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 it's great in that way. And I love the fact that... You know, this movie has developed a following of its own that comes from, obviously, the original Trekkies in the 60s and 70s. Uh, you know, that, that whole first wave of convention goers and real geeks. Because yeah. uh, that wasn't a huge, I think, popular thing in 1999 as it is now oh no i, I mean was no very, it was very it was very popular in specific circles but it was still very niche to like the wider world uh, yeah absolutely but today like cons are huge and everybody knows about them and like you know that whole switch that's happened where geeks are kind of the cool kids now yeah, you know it's because it, so it's it's that wasn't a thing that wasn't a thing then they had to put something in here to get a geek to be the hero of the movie yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, it just kind of shows that whole kind of evolution of cons and nerd nerds and fandom and all that kind of thing. So, so you know, like the the children of the eighties have took over the world, and the children of the eighties just happened to, to to be the children of the original tre- trekkies. Sorry, I fumbled over yes. my words then. Um, <laughs> which you know, that's generational geekdom being brought down there. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. the children of the 80s are 15 to 20 in the late 90s, say, as a general rule, Galaxy Quest comes out to basically say to them all that you're not alone, this is you as well. Because it's a love letter to geeks, this movie. Geeks, essentially, it, yeah. It they make them kind help of, save the day. Exactly. It kind of opens in such a way as to be like, oh god, look at all these ridiculous people at this convention talking in the I mean, it does open as well like some of the some of the cosplayers and what have you. And the people people at this signing for all the for all the people in Galaxy Quest. They do have that very nasally way of speaking. Yeah, like hell. Oh, hello, I'm a. I'm so a in geek. episode five. Yeah. In episode five dash B, um, there was a part with a spaceship. In, in the what, lake. what? What was your favorite line that you said about 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 the the laser gun and that sort of stuff? And it's just like, okay, yeah. so uh, is this is this movie about that? And that's what I was thinking. Is this movie like a whole? mockery of of these people but of course no it isn't it's uh it's nothing but love for geeks and yes. i love it i love it for being that and i love the fact that it's developed its own cult following to the point where yeah people are now cosplaying that which itself was a satire of 
Star Trek. Of Star Trek, yes. And, like, just kind of going back to that, like, whole nerd kind of talking to the characters, I think there were some really smart character choices. Like, I watched the um, fandom Screen Junkies documentary. And, like, the writer was talking about how they originally wanted that Kirk, Tim Allen character to hate, you know having to live this life yeah. and having to be known for only this and he despised it and he hated the fans and all of that but then that switch that decision to make it so he loves it and he kind of feeds off of that like this is his prize role and he loved doing it that kind of i think was a really smart choice and it made it really interesting to watch because yeah where how kind of his arc happens and what happens with him it all kind of starts from this is something that he was passionate about. So definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, that original decision probably came from literally wanting to make, what's his name? Jason Naismith. Tim Allen's character. Jason Ness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jason Nesmith. Yeah. You basically wanting to make him exactly like William Shatner. Because where he loved it. This was kind of like his, lauded role that he was well known for and he was the most popular kind of one on the show so he loved all that attention well, yeah but i mean like in in terms of william shanter in later life this original idea of making tim allen hate the fans and i'm not <laughs> oh, yeah. only known for this is very very yeah. william shanter like is you, you yeah, are, so you, isn't, isn't it like you're not you're not even allowed to talk about star trek to william shanter Otherwise, he'll just no. kill you. <laughs> well, he's like the most yeah. evil Canadian person going. I think he's learned to kind of appreciate that. And now with like the JJ films and stuff like that, I think he's learned to kind of love that this is what he's known for. But I think, yeah, there was definitely a strong period of time where he had yeah. a, a loathing for that role and what came with it and all that. So I think it was a natural decision for them to want to go there, but I liked that they didn't do that and they made him love it and be proud of it and kind of be egotistical about it. Yeah, definitely. Because that played that, that kind of set up the whole dynamic for that whole core group of them kind of seeing him, you know, be in the spotlight. Cause like, um, Sigourney Weaver's character, she appreciates how much he loves the fans and how much the fans love him. She has all these moments where she's kind of just in awe of watching how he interacts with the fans and she appreciates that. But then he kind of goes too far with it, gets a little egotistical, and then they all kind of are in this bunch together where he's kind of stealing the show from them and he doesn't give them the respect and the attention that they also deserve. So yeah, I think that was definitely a smart choice because that added to the whole dynamic of the group, which is a really important relationship since, you know, they're the core focus of the whole story yeah i think the character the character obviously they they made to be the one who um not hated but kind of resented that this was all he was known for was alan rickman um yes <laughs> because he's like classically trained actor yeah. and it's, you know it's... and he's just known for wearing this dumb thing on his head and saying this stupid line over and over so i loved even the running bit of that line about how he hates saying it <laughs> like, and everybody says it to him you know 
Yes. And like him having to say it at the opening of like a tech store, like by Grabthar's hammer, look at these savings (laughs) or whatever. And just how he just hates saying it. And then the arc of him finally saying it and meaning it and having that be the very sentimental moment to get him to really say it truly and mean it. Um, So just that kind of running gag of it. And then the arc of just that one line of dialogue coming back in a very sweet and emotional way was great too. So yeah, he's definitely that character who hated it. And that's, you know, all he's known for because he's classically trained and he's done so much. And now he's stuck being known as this weird alien doctor guy. And um, yeah. (laughs) I, I just think I'm, I'm kind of, I'm in awe of the meta-ness of this movie, in a way, in the kind of yeah. <laughs> the actors are almost the the actual actors they got to play. Like Tim Allen, basically, is this character as yeah. Tim Allen and Alan Rickman is kind of the same thing as well. I mean, yeah. in terms of being, um, you know, Tim Allen, Tim Allen in the movie is a goofy kind of loudmouth guy who's the center of everything and he, everybody loves him and that's kind of tim allen in his career generally yeah and alan mm-hmm. rickman classically trained doesn't want to be pigeonholed um yeah. hated the fact that he doesn't was being be typed seen as something ridiculous yeah almost didn't take the role of severus snape for fear of be playing too many villains yeah. You know, and imagine Alan Rickman not playing Severus Snape. It doesn't exist. Right? He's I can't picture it. Literally the one character that everybody constantly says absolutely perfect from book perfect to movie. Casting. Yeah. Alan Rickman as Snape. And this is up Galaxy Quest obviously before Harry Potter. So, you know, that that doesn't come into this. But yeah. still, Alan Rickman is a classically trained or was we should say, uh, was a classically trained actor, much like his character yes. in this movie. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's quite different, I suppose, but also, or at least in terms of the characters she's played, but also it's kind of, Sigourney herself is kind of goofy and funny. and Yeah, because like, she even said that in the documentary. She was like, you know, this character's more like me than Ripley was. And yeah, people kind of probably expected me to play it like Ripley because the whole sci-fi element, but I felt like she was more like me and silly and goofy and kind of that whole thing. So I wanted to play it like that. Yeah. And yeah, it was nice seeing her, you know, she's usually kind of more serious and stuff. So I love seeing her kind of stretch this muscle of being a little bit more lighthearted and silly. I loved her whole kind of running bit as well, where she her one job is to repeat the computer and like everyone's telling her, can you stop doing that? It's so annoying. She's like, look, I have this one stupid job and I'm going to do it. So let me have this, you know, let me have, I know it's stupid. I'm fully aware this job is completely stupid, but let me have this. And I love that so much. It's hilarious. I, like I, like <laughs> I have one stupid job on this ship and I'm going to do it. Well, that's what I mean. There's so many, <laughs> and there's so many referential layers to this movie that it goes from yeah. being a satire of Star Trek, but in itself being a satire of the geekdom around Star Trek. And also the fact that Galaxy Quest is the television show that, obviously, the story of the movie is the aliens believe Galaxy Quest is real. Believe that it's real. And it is real. 
eventually it turns out, oh god, these people are actually aliens, all this is real, we're going to have to actually be as we were on the television show Galaxy Quest, in a real-life Galaxy Quest. Yes. Do you imagine if... So it's actually... And it's also kind of a satire on actors, on TV actors as well. There's so... But they're they're all making jokes about each other. Like, all these layers of satire are making jokes about each different layer of satire. Yeah. It's a kind of a genius movie in that way. I can't think of a movie that's made this much in terms of playing on on playing with satire in terms of this many layers. Like obviously there's satires out there, obviously there's meta movies out there. But look at something like, you know, Scream, which would have come out three years before Galaxy Quest. Now Scream's very meta. It would be like if the actors in Scream... It would be like New Nightmare. It'd be like Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Where it'd be like Wes Craven's New Nightmare with the comedy of Scream. Okay. If Like that, those layers of meta and knowing yeah. what you're in and what you're doing. Because Wes Craven's um, New Nightmare is obviously the cast of Nightmare on Elm Street actually getting hunted down by Freddy Krueger. Like the yeah. actual cast themselves playing themselves, yeah. But it, yeah. imagine that with the meta comedy of Scream. Like I know I'm not supposed to. Which go... like kind of like Scream Three, Three yeah. kind of Scream. What Scream Three kind of did a little bit yeah. with the characters who were playing the actors and yes. that whole kind of layers yeah. of, yeah. But that it would be like that, but in this yeah. in this sense, there's there's so many there's so much cleverness. To Galaxy yes, it's Quest, so smart. that it's it's it took me by surprise. To be honest, it really did take me by surprise because I thought it was yeah okay, it's a comedy sci-fi movie. I didn't know it was a satire. I didn't know it was a a meta movie. Yeah, and meta on so many different layers. As yeah, well. I, 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 you know I said meta, I ha- meta like. You, you're trying to talk. You're trying to, to talk you. like the. Uh, <laughs> I can't help it. You're trying to talk like the whatever the what are they called? What are the aliens called in Galaxy Quest? The people that see the Galaxy Quest purists are gonna hate me. I know they're gonna hate you. Oh my gosh, I don't remember. I don't know what they're called. But another thing that I loved about this movie and. You know, just a, just a silly thing is like noticing all the weird little bit part actors who are in it. Yeah. Like Rain Wilson's in it for all of three oh, minutes. Yes. And Justin Long's obviously Justin Long's got a fairly sizable chunk of time. And Sam Rockwell. This was like a really early, early Sam thing Rockwell. For him. Sam Rockwell is great yes. in this as well. Playing the guy nobody cares about because he died in the first guy. scene. <laughs> His name was yeah. He just died in like an episode, <laughs> and so I love that when they go on this alien planet, he's like all freaked out. He's gonna die, and they're like, "This is like that one episode where this and this and he's like that's the episode where I died." <laughs> he's all freaking out. <laughs> I really do look. I really do. I really like Sam Rockwell. I really like Sam Rockwell in, when he when he's allowed to be a bit more the silly. The Thermians. The who? The Thermians. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I really like Sam Rockwell when he's allowed to be a bit more silly because he can do it. 
and he can do it really, really well. And yes, you know, really nobody great. likes <laughs> nobody likes what's his face in the Iron Man two. Um, I mean, Iron Man two is a garbage movie, really. It's not good. But everybody loves. Everyone says how much they love Justin Hammer. Yeah, because he's a bit <laughs> daft and he's a bit silly. Yeah. And Sam Rockwell is doing a great job at doing that. He's great. He's great in this. And obviously, you know, the movie oh, so the movie isn't so much about the story of the movie. It's way more focused on it's or it's way more interested in saying what it has to say, commenting on what it has to comment on and giving and the its, character exactly, dynamics and giving its characters yeah. meaningful moments and meaningful arcs uh like you said yes. none more so than alan rickman's i don't think and sure tim allen's probably the lead of the movie he is the lead of the movie but he doesn't have quite yes. the arc i don't think that alan rickman has rickman does yeah where where you know whereby he comes to love Oh, he not not necessarily love, but he comes to appreciate himself as this character way more yes, than he, he did meets a Thermian. He meets a Thermian who you know has watched him and sees him as a father figure, and like they help fight off the kind of villain aliens together, and then he ultimately ends up dying. And he admits to him, like, you were a father figure to me and it's been an honor to, you know, fight by your side and like tells him all this stuff and how much he means to him. And so in that moment, he realizes, wow, like, I thought this was just kind of a nonsense thing. And he's like grown to love me as a father figure as me playing this character. So it must mean something. And then he has a really nice moment where he says the line to him, um, that he hates saying. Yes. And it's like a really beautiful moment, very heartfelt moment. And to be honest, I, I look, that was the line that I knew from this movie before going in watching it. I just think yes. it's become quite a quoted line uh, in the past, you know, 20 years since it's, since it came out. Um, certainly yeah. in certain, you know, geek circles, um, I think it probably helped being that, you know, the Screen Junkies produced the documentary that came out last year. And yeah. Us, of course, being original Screen Junkies that we were. Yes. Um, <laughs> and have kept... Yeah, actually, I actually, that screening at the end of the documentary, I was actually there. And I got to watch the movie and see the panel with the cast there. So it was really fun. Yeah. When they were just like in the process of doing this documentary, you know, for 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 those who for those who don't know, that's actually the first time I ever interacted with you online. Was at some what? was with some sort of screen junkies situation. Oh yeah, wasn't it? That's how we all our little crew came together was because of screen junkies because screen junkies plus was a thing, so it was this exclusive subscription version of screen junkies and all of us who were a part of that service we all kind of would see each other constantly commenting and chatting and you know getting into the conversation and that's kind of how we met and became friends and all of this so sadly it's yeah. since been tainted but you know the friendships have not yes. been tainted <laughs> no which is something we always have to remember 
Um, and we all, of course, know why it was tainted anyway. So there you go. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? But yes, about the about the the the, the documentary, I think it's and and having appreciation for this movie i think it's it's uh it's it's nice in a way it's sort of fitting it's fitting in a way that they produced you know they as they are now produced this documentary showing yes. so much love for a community of geeks because ultimately originally that's what we were for them Yes. So it's kind of, I don't know. It fits me. It's, it's in that even way. more meta. It's even more meta exactly. in that sense. Then it's, in, it's 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 it takes a lot to get your head around because there's this there's this much <laughs> there's this many things going on, and I'm flubbing over my words. But I'm trying to make I'm trying to make sense of it, and I'm not trying to make sense of it. Well, I am trying to make sense of it. I don't have to make sense of it in a way that it's complicated. I have to make sense of it in a way that, wow, there's this going on, and then you look underneath, and then you look underneath, and then you look underneath. <laughs> okay, well, would it make sense to you if I said that this movie is like an ogre, and an ogre is like an onion? Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly, exactly. That Does that make perfect, perfect sense? sense? Does that make perfect sense Absolutely to you? perfect sense. Could, can't As put it any better. Shrek. As a Shrek stan, I thought you would appreciate that that appreciation. Shrek Shrek (laughs) is the greatest animated movie of all time. Anybody who says any differently is lying to themselves. (laughs) I know on Abby's stream, I think they kind of bounce back and forth. Like a lot of people on that stream were saying how they kind of bounce back and forth between the first one and the second one because they're both so good. They are. Look, they are. (laughs) But you can't take away from the fact of what the first one did did yes in its complete mockery of disney um because somebody was a disgruntled worker and (laughs) yeah i mean sure shrek 2 does that as well but it's it's more even hollywood at that point it's more it's more mocking definite fuck you (laughs) this was definitely a big fuck you to uh the people at disney i mean if you can get away with like Loki trying to call a character that's based off of your like former associate calling him f- fuckwad <laughs> essentially. Yes. I mean, I think uh, you're doing something right there. So <laughs> It's perfect. It's perfect. Yes. Um likewise 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 Galaxy Quest was I saw at the start of the documentary on on a list of four perfect movies alongside yes. The Godfather. <laughs> And other things. Um, yeah. Look. Which, I mean, I have to say, this movie is pretty perfect. Aside from them trying to strip it, strip down things and make it a family film and the kind of weird dubbing of things. Like, this is essentially yeah. perfect writing, perfect storytelling. Would I, Look, <laughs> would I have liked it? I mean, having known that now, having known that it was originally supposed to be a little more R-rated... Like a PG thirteen, or, or, yeah. or maybe even a PG thirteen. Would I have liked that? Probably. It would have probably been a bit funnier. But I mean, the sentiment yeah. is still the same. The ideas it's in still it are there. still yeah. the same. 
and the commentary is yeah and i think that's what they realized i think they said in the documentary that they were kind of like we realized i mean even if we do strip things out of it like language wise and stuff like that it's still the same movie we're not losing anything so you know that's why they ended up just you know doing it because you know probably doing it doing it for for the idea of of getting more money and of course it didn't quite work because it wasn't a hit really when it came out which is why it's 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 had it's really had a good story itself this movie it has had perfect for a documentary because the story behind it was really great i mean you had a great cast and um, just kind of all the kind of trials of trying to get it made in the first place, and um, you know, didn't have the changes that happened, and you know, didn't have enough to do in this movie though. It was Tony Shalhoub? Oh, he was great. I loved how just obliviously odd and goofy he was. Like all this crazy stuff is happening. People are screaming. You know, Sam Rockwell is freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony Shalhoub is like these alien octopus creatures and he's just like cool <laughs> Tony Shalhoub is fully loving every second of this yes he falls in love with one of the Thermians and she's like rubbing all her tentacles on him and she kind of backs up and looks at him like are you okay with this and he's just like oh yeah baby <laughs> like he just doesn't care I just love how he just is like has this kind of innocent like this is really cool and then he's like um, he does a little group hug with his little tech crew and yeah. like, when he's trying to explain like the science stuff because he's not really uh, like a tech scientist engineer person he's like an actor yeah. so when he has to try to explain all that because he worked it out with the little tech crew and then he's like did I say it all right yeah good job guys bring it in and they like do this little group hug and he has some great moments and he's just loving everything and he's not faced by any of it he just thinks everything is so cool like I love it <laughs> I still think he doesn't have enough to do and I maybe know, that's just I my know. love of Tony Shalhoub and his weird goofy humor that he's kind of yes. he's, he's an unusual sort of comedic actor Tony Shalhoub because he's kind of unique yeah. in the way that he's very dry but goofy with it right it's it's so unusual like everything everything is dry but everything's done with a weird smile or some sort of exaggerated especially, movement. Especially with Mrs. Maisel, where he's kind of like, you know, he's supposed to be serious. And then he, oh, you know, when things start to kind of get stressful, he that's when he kind of plays into the goofy quirkiness. He's my absolute favorite part of Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> Every single yeah, episode, he's my favorite part <laughs> of Mrs. Maisel. He's just so energetic, yeah. I think, but his voice almost doesn't match or not his voice but his voice acting he's like low-key doesn't match his <laughs> body acting uh, yeah and he's low-key like energetic mm-hmm. it's great i like tony Shalhoub. i love yes. i like tony and Shalhoub i think yeah i mean you have you're working with a large cast and um you know time constraints because obviously you want it to be this kind of family thing so you're not going to make it too long so yeah I think it's always kind of hard to give people their moments I think you know Rain Wilson in the documentary was talking about how he his character had more to do originally but they cut it down because of you know yeah time and so many characters and, I mean I always I, I always thought that you know early Rain Wilson was uh was it House of a Thousand Corpses you know the Rob Zombie movie 
Like the oh, Rob yeah. Zombie's first movie that's just a complete mm-hmm. gore fest. He's in that. He turns into Fish Boy. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. What? He gets turned into Fish Boy by the, uh, you know, he it's his head on a fishy's tail. It's Rob Zombie, so, you, you know, it's going to have weird oh, stuff yeah, in like that. Course. But I always thought that was early Rain Wilson. Anything, you know, before the office is early Rain Wilson, but this is seriously yes. early Rain Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fun to fun, fun to see him show up as a, as a, as one of the Thermians who, and you know, for I mean, for those who don't know too much about this movie, the aliens just believe that Galaxy Quest is a real. You know the Galaxy Quest Thing. TV. They show. call them historical documents. Yeah. They've tapped into like American TV and they found this um, show, and they think it's like documentation of these people doing these things, yeah. and these are the people meant to help them. So it's like, and they've done that with all kind of like American TV, obviously, because they ask them, "You don't actually believe Gilligan's Island is <laughs> is real?" And they're like, "Those poor people! <laughs> oh my gosh!" And they get all sad. <laughs> so yeah, like they just see these things and they just call them historical documents and think it's actual. And I love that concept that they could believe that, and then the villain uses that. Yeah. to hurt his you know hurt the thermians later on and he's like well you know i did what i tied him to this thing i kidnapped him and now you're gonna really take him down by telling him the truth yeah and like that's the hardest thing he could do is make um tim allen the good guys tim allen have to say the truth about who they really are and kind of break his heart in that way yeah and i thought that was kind of like a really interesting kind of villain thing that he's having our perceived hero protagonists have to be the one to give the final blow to the Thermians and Mathazar and all that. So yeah. I thought that was kind of a really smart thing that you don't really see, you know? Yeah, I think that, to be honest, I mean, everybody's great in this movie. That's Tim Allen's best part of this movie. When he has to, when well, he's yeah. forced to do that, when he's forced to, you know, tell the the leader of the Mathazar, Mathazar yeah. whatever his name is, um, the truth that they're all actors it's not none of it's real um, but you know I, they're going to try anyway yes and I loved the documentary how um, the director was kind of saying how you know after doing that scene Tim Allen was very kind of overcome with emotion he was just like I don't like these feelings I don't like feeling this way like oh my gosh and then like Alan Rickman was like oh you've experienced acting for the first time or something like that oh Alan the oh, world Alan. the world misses Alan Rickman <laughs> yes. so much Alan Rickman Alan Rickman is yeah, very he was just like it must be hard experiencing <laughs> acting for the first time I feel like him <laughs> I feel like Alan Rickman is quite he's obviously appallingly dry yeah very similar to me in that way <laughs> just in terms of the style of humor the humor like yeah. I feel like I feel like I, I don't know. Well, I, I think do, that's I'm just a genuine. That's a. I'm just sad. I that's could a have common generalization. Yeah, I think that's kind of a common generalization of British comedy, though, right? That it's kind of dry and yeah, kind of straight laced and not really very crazy and slapsticky, unless you're Mr. Bean. <laughs> I mean, look, 
the that's and that's the weird thing with British comedy, right? It's either very dry or the goofiest thing possible. <laughs> yes. You know, you you literally either get Blackadder or Monty Python. Yeah, so it's like dr- like dry British wit is like a common kind of descriptor for that type of comedy. I don't know why I, I don't know why I compared Blackadder. <laughs> And Monty Python, when you just brought up Mr. Bean, that would have been just a better comparison <laughs> that would have been overall. The easiest of the more slapstick because it's the same person yeah. doing both. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> I think it is though. I think I think I think you're right there. I'm just I'm just sad I could have never met him. Met him. Just but you got to meet Simon Pegg. Yes, but he <laughs> wasn't in Harry Potter, was he? But he was in Star Trek. He so was in Star Trek. About Galaxy he, Quest. He was in <laughs> so Star Trek. It all, it all circles back. <laughs> he was in Star Trek. You're, you're quite right. Um, I've never, do you know what? I've never, I've never met anybody who was in Potter. Hmm. Not even like a little That's one. Bad. Not even like a little, little bit. I know that's like a weird thing to say because it's like, well, how would you have? But like, I've met, yes, I've met a, no a portion of... Relatively, you met Shia you met. <laughs> relatively famous people, but no one who was ever in in Potter. Potter. I'd love that. I'd love that. Guys, make it happen. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. Maybe if you do the Harry Potter quiz on uh, Video Drew's channel for her stream and you win, maybe the prize will be you get to meet a Harry Potter cast member. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you right now, I, we're doing that. That's that that's going to happen. I'm okay. just waiting for the call. Okay. So just saying. Well, you'll have to work out your times because I I don't think they know that you're like eight hours in the future. Well, sure, <laughs> but it'll work. It'll work, and I'm just I'm just yeah. waiting for the call. I'm there. I'm there. I'm yes. there to do any of that fun stuff. Um, what what else? What else to say about this movie? Look, we have calls as well today to show a lot we of do. love about this movie. I think it's fair, like we've said, I think it's fair fair to say that it's really taken on a, a whole life of its own um, in terms of its cult following. You, th- you think of cult movies down the years, throughout the decades. This is a, this is a real big one. This is a real yes. big one. It helps the fact that it's a satire of, you know... Of, of of cult following anyway because <laughs> it is yeah um but but it, it really has and i i love the fact that it has i love i love the fact that it has i really did love every little aspect about this movie um sure the story isn't anything to write home about but it's not supposed to be it's unique in premise yeah if not in story, it's unique in premise. Very, very unique. I've never come. You a- get those layers from it. Yeah, I've never yeah. come across a movie where aliens think a sci-fi show is real life and offer the uh, you know and and require the services of the cast <laughs> members before. You're never gonna see that. Yeah. It's very, very smart. Very, very clever. Oh, and one more thing. We also got some really, really good practical makeup. Of course we did. Of course we did. Yes. Look, 
it, it, I, I think even even the the non-practical stuff, to be honest, still looks pretty good. Yeah, like the the Garignac rock monster was a little mm, but, look sure, but ninety nine for ninety nine it was pretty good. Ninety nine yeah. is pretty good. There's plenty of stuff after ninety nine. There's plenty of look. Let's be fair. There's plenty of stuff that came out last year that looks garbage. So I don't, I, we can never. I don't think you can ever compare CG or the 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 change in CG in terms of year. It's just in terms of quality true. because look, Jurassic Park still looks pretty good. You yeah. know, I mean, sure, sure you can tell, but for ninety three. I mean, I've no, I've just brought it back to years, but it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. But then, the Philosopher's Stone, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, the troll is terrible, awful. Oh yeah. But then one year later, the Basilisk is fantastic. Even Fluffy's not that great. Fluffy's terrible. Fluffy's terrible, very Terrible, yeah. terrible CG in the <laughs> Philosopher's Stone. But Chamber of Secrets has excellent CG that yeah. still holds up. So you can never go for you can never go off a year. It's just it's just quality and not quality. But practical will always hold up because it's real life. You can touch it, Janine. Yes, but like, yeah, even the creatures, the alien, the um, Saris, the villain, like, yeah, you feel, like he looked sweaty, like on that mask, it's, like, it's that excellent. like he looked wet and sweaty. He looked wet yeah, and, and sweaty. Even, what had he been he doing? He did. Like, <laughs> I don't want to know what he'd been Kill. doing if he was wet <laughs> oh, and sweaty. With those uh, weird spider legs on his head with his spider legs on his head and he's ten he's not got tentacles has he they've got tentacles the thermians thermians have tentacles and that was all practical too these octopus things yeah it's a weird movie it's a weird wonderful (laughs) movie I love it Janine what do some of our wonderful callers today have to say about this movie we have some new callers today, so that's really exciting. So our first call is from William Nunn. Hello, Janine. This is William Nunn, and I wanted to mention that I love Galaxy Quest on, in so many levels, but I really love just how clever it is and how it celebrates fandom, the way it it made the fans help their favorite actors slash heroes actually truly accomplish something that saves the world. It's a really beautiful thing. And they're all just so wonderful together, being able to do what they're able to do. Having Tim Allen and Alan Rickman together, it's it's just beautiful. And Malthazar, ah, ah, they're, they're hilarious. I love them. <laughs> Aw, thank you, William Nunn. That was awesome. And I loved you doing the, the Thermian chant cry thing. That was really fun. So thank you for that. <laughs> should, should we try it? Should we try it? I can't really do that. Could, can you speak like one of them? Can you do the kind of like breathes mm. in when he's talking? Mm, hello. <laughs> I wondered if you would to help us on our quest today. It's like that. Would you be able it's to It's not quite that. <laughs> yes. Everything has to start with <gasps> Yes. <laughs> 
Commando, can you be of service today? We are going to die. It really hurts. Yes, I don't know how he did that through the whole movie. Um, but yes, he brings up the whole fandom aspect, which we didn't really touch on too much. But yes, how like the fans you kind of see at the beginning, he's asking him all these kinds of questions about maps and kinds of things, and he blows them off. Um <laughs> And he accidentally switches communicators with him. So he actually gets a real communicator. Um, Justin Long's character, yes. Brandon. <laughs> um, Brandon. <laughs> yes. So he, Hi, he's like, you know, telling him, oh, I know the show's not real, you know. And he's like, I'm telling you, everything's real. Oh, my gosh, I knew it. <laughs> like, I love that he's like yeah. about to kind of like relent and say it's he knows it's not real and it's fine and he's sorry and then once he finds out it's real he's like oh i knew it all along and i love that he's trying to like help yeah. them and then like in the middle of that he has to go take the trash out like <laughs> such yeah, a pure I mean, moment they say they, they say don't they they say that that is every fan of anything ever yeah just in long in that in that moment is every fan finding out the thing they love is real? Is real, and you need your help. That's what. All, that's what really. That's what's in the back of it all. Yes, our like they're truly, they're when we purely aware things. that it's not real, but they like to escape into it like that. And so, yeah, when you find but, out that it's actually a real thing that's happening, and they're asking you to help them save the day, that is kind of such a beautiful thing for a fan, like. It's, it's the moment. It's why. It's why we're all still waiting for our Hogwarts letters. <laughs> yes. It's the same thing. Just imagine, and that's why you know it's it's great when you can go and get sorted in places, and you can go to uh, the theme parks and have your wand chosen for you because it's just that little bit of extra to make your fandom real. Yes. And making fandom real, I think, is such a. I think it's important to a lot of, like, a lot of of, of geeks. Yeah. I mean, I use the word geek in terms of someone who's a big fan of something. Yes. Um, I think you know, if you're a big fan of anything, you know, me with me with Harry Potter, um, I love anything that will make that more real to me well then next time you come to california if if we can ever leave our homes again <laughs> we will have to go to warner brothers studios tour because yeah they have a whole harry potter section you see props from the movies and you get to do the sorting hat yeah so perfect but that's what i mean that's what i mean that's why that's why justin long's little side plot is actually a really big deal in this movie. And he recruits all his geeky really friends is. and they all kind of work together to help them. Yeah. And thank you, William, for bringing that to our... Bill Nunn. He's William Nunn. William Bill Nunn. Nunn. Mm -hmm. um, yes, William Nunn, but is Bill Nunn an actor? Yes. Is there an actor called Bill Nunn? <laughs> yeah. Where do I recognise that name from? I know... Uh, is that... um? Where do uh, the guy who plays Radio Rahim. Isn't his name Bill Nunn? Oh, yeah, it might be. I think that is. 
R.I.P. I think that's who I'm thinking of. Pretty sure his name is Bill Nunn. Yep. I think that's yes. who I think. Yeah, that's definitely Rahim. who I'm thinking yes. of. Sadly, th- sadly, it was not the Bill Nunn who uh, called into the show today. Well, but yes, that Bill Nunn is deceased. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you, William Nunn. Is he? Yes, he passed away. Oh, yeah. well, that's a shame. Thank you, William Nunn, though. Uh, you're wonderful, too. <laughs> Much like the original Bill Nunn. Yes. <laughs> Who else do we have, Janine? Oh, well, we have a um, longtime caller and good friend of the show, Billy Pollahan. So we have another Bill. <laughs> All the Bills. Yes. What? A third voice message? What is the world coming to? I mean, seriously. <laughs> no, I saw that you two were talking about Galaxy Quest. I wanted to talk about Galaxy Quest because I personally think it's the best Star Trek movie. And it is a perfect movie, at least to me. Uh, Tim Allen is a great lead. All the supporting cast, Alan Rickman, Sigourney Weaver, Tony Shalhoub, Sam Rockwell, even Justin Long. Um, they are all great. I, I can put this movie on if I'm in a bad mood and I'll just have a nice big smile at the end and, uh, be sure to check out Morgan hasn't seen on as well as the main show where you alternate with Janine (laughs) and Nolan and machine Mondays on Mondays. All right. Uh, can't wait for the next series. Oh, well, thank you, Billy, and thank you for that little promo. You need to be our uh, pro- promo guy. I like that. I was, I, was, I was about to say that they are checking out Morgan Hasn't Seen. That's <laughs> this show. So, yes. already doing Thank you that. so much, thank Billy. Thank you, Billy. That was wonderful. As, it, as you always are... The best Star Trek movie now. Billy's a Star yes. Trek. Fan. So I mean, I mean, I'm trying to work out how we would do a series on the show. Like, would we just cover the J.J. Abrams ones? Would we like double up and do all of the original ones? Would we separate it and do? I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. The last Star Trek movies I want to watch are the J.J. Well, Abrams watch them, ones. So. And, but I want to watch. I actually want to watch okay. the other ones. I truly don't want well, to watch Well, you're going to watch the JJMs. But, they like, in look, me... They don't look very well, interesting. they're good. Simon Pegg's in it. You met Simon Pegg. Want, you should honor I him by watching his real... movies. So, um, <laughs> uh, in watching, and recently... <laughs> I'm just... You, why do you... But, just like I to do. throw that around like, oh my gosh, now. I'm, I'm just famous adjacent because you met Simon Pegg and I have met you. So that makes me famous adjacent. <laughs> I think you'll find you're the one. You're the one famous uh, I here. I wouldn't go so that far, but thanks. <laughs> I would go that far. So there you go. You have fans across the world. Do well, I, if do we I... ever do, then I think we'll split well, it up. I have listeners across the world. <laughs> I think we can do, I think it's fair for I us, guess. maybe we can do a back-to-back series where we do all the original Star Trek films and we can kind of double up episodes and like do two each episode. And then mm, we can do the JJ yeah. ones. But um, I think with the JJ ones, like in me, 
recently watching the original movies for the first time and having seen the J.J. ones first, I'm seeing how like the J.J. Abrams universe has like, I think the whole point of it is just kind of like a different timeline. So there are things that happen in the J.J. universe that happened like in a different way in the original series. So they take things and because it's kind of like a different timeline. It's the Calvin timeline is what it's called. So I like that you can kind of relate it back and you can see that there's kind of a care there for, you know, wanting to pay these homages and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, it would be wise to watch the original ones first because yeah, there were things that happened in the JJ ones that I know really well that I'm like, Oh my gosh, that they pulled that from this movie. Oh my gosh. Okay. I see that. So yeah. Okay. Well, you know what else pays great homage to old Star Trek? What's that? Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Back. You know what that's called? That's called a callback. That's called bringing oh, wow. it right that the was, way back. That was, that was great. That's called rolling it back into town. It's not called oh. rolling it back <laughs> into town. What? What are you rolling into town? What's rolling into town? Who's coming into town on a horse? Rolling with the homies. Rolling with the homies. I don't have any homies. I'm not that cool. <laughs> But you've seen Clueless. <laughs> I, I have seen Clueless. I love Clueless. It's so you great. should know about rolling with the homies. <laughs> I'm not you when it comes to Clueless. I don't know every line of oh Clueless. Well, you should. <laughs> well, I, but we I do. probably should. But maybe Clu- this next caller knows all about Clueless. I don't know. Maybe they do. <laughs> I'm just going to say Clueless... No, she's the man, is it, though? Let's be fair. Wow, okay. Different different generations, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have uh, our final call from a new caller, first-time caller, but a wonderful fan, uh, Steve, a.k.a. Movie Fenobi. Yay! Hey, Janine, it's Steve, Movie Fenobi. Got your shirt the other day. So Galaxy Quest, this was... An amazing movie. It was like a love letter to fans. Um, It made people like me who liked Star Trek The Next Generation and science fiction movies. A lot of my friends weren't really into it. You know, my mother did one close friend. But it got to show, you know, it, 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 it was like a love letter to us. It didn't take itself too seriously, but it also played it straight at the same time. And um, the special effects and the set and uh, when you watch that Screen Junkies behind the scenes as well, it's amazing to see the creative process that went behind that. And I love the movie a lot and I hope you guys do too. Oh, thank you, Steve, for the call. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say this, Steve. You, um, you have quite possibly the best audio quality of any call in we've had that was outstanding to listen to yes it was very smooth and you got a nice voice too steve i like it i like it we like the voice steve we like you steve you're a wonderful you're a wonderful listener you're a wonderful patron of it's a wonderful yes thank you um thank you very much to all our callers today um we do have i believe it is our patreon shout out day today as well so we will do that um, at the end of the show, which we are quite near to, but we always have more things to say. It is a love letter 
to the fans, much like Steve said in that yes. call there. This movie really is. And much like Billy said in the one before it, it will leave you with a smile on your face because ultimately it's a feel-good movie as well. Yes. It might have its emotional moments at times. It might have its uh, painful satire of... If you are an actor watching this movie, you might, you know, do what Alan do what Alan Rickman said Tim Allen was doing and learning how to be an actor for the first time or whatever he yes. was saying. <laughs> whatever shade he was throwing. And uh, <laughs> you know, bring in your own your own experiences into your performance. I think that's what actors should be doing though, really, when you think about yes. it. Mainly I think that's probably what Alan was going for there was going for yes. was going for a bit of wait a minute tim have you never pulled your own experiences into your performances before playing santa claus and or what's buzz his Lightyear. name <laughs> buzz Lightyear or uh, tim tim the tool man Taylor, yes. Um, on, on, on home improvement. Have you never done that? Probably hasn't, to be fair, though, has he? So, there we go. But I'm sure, you know, Alan Rickman brought a lot of, in world, in real life, in world, I was going to say then, in real life um, experiences to playing the Sheriff of Nottingham and Hans Gruber. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Very similar to real life Alan Rickman oh yes and we didn't talk about it much but I also wanted to mention Daryl Mitchell he was really funny as Tommy Weber the uh driver I guess of the of the yeah. of the ship um like I, think, I loved I think, him to be honest <laughs> we didn't mention it much because he's not really doing a lot no but I kind of love that he um He's like laughing because he's like, ha, 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 I'd hate to be the captain at this moment having to pull the ship out. And then he's the driver. So he's the one who has to do it. And then that whole kind of long him scraping the whole side of, <laughs> of the port. Yes. <laughs> and everyone just kind of like leaning like, come on. Like that was a really funny scene. And him just kind of being very exclamatory. Um, like I really liked him also like in Ten Things I Hate About You. So I'm kinda like bummed that we don't see him do more stuff because yeah, he was the teacher. Right. See I knew I'd recognized him from somewhere. Yes. So he he's great. I knew I'd recognize him yeah. from somewhere. I mean he I was. think they, they did was, the look. best they did the best they could to give everybody kind of a moment. But I like, you know, he went back and he was practicing his driving so that when the time came he could, you know and I liked that when they all kind of came together as a crew and all of them kind of did their things. And yeah, you always have to have kind of that moment like that yeah. when you get to see people have an individual kind of successful moment and then they kind of come together. Um, so I think that that happened here. And I just wanted to, I wanted to give the black guy some love. Okay. <laughs> always, always. It's just a shame he didn't have more to do. Yes. Very which similar is, which to is Tony usually, Shalhoub. it's just a shame. <laughs> and in general, it's always kind of the black guy doesn't really have much to do. Poor, poor Winston. Especially in the late nineties, you know, <laughs> poor Winston, like, um, you know, always champion. Well, yeah. My favorite ghostbuster, Winston Zedmore. Um, He's the everyday man, the audience perspective. Winston, you're the man. So, yeah, I'll always, I'll always shout out the black man. 
Understandable. <laughs> Understandable and also worthwhile and necessary. Yes, yes. Because so. <laughs> it's just, look, it is. It's, it, it, it's, it's something you can't get past, really. Yes. Obviously, it's a big deal with, you know, the horror genre. Right. It's who who dies first. It's always the black, the black guy who person, dies first. Yeah. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, it's just a thing for some yes. stupid reason. I don't know how that came to be. But... Nobody knows. Idiots. Yes. <laughs> um, and Idiots. Just a but couple... still, yes, he was great as well. A <laughs> couple of final thoughts. Um, uh, Tim Allen shirtless. I mean, I'm not I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> shirtless for quite a quite a portion of the And movie, I think they wanted him to be shirtless for the rest of the movie, according to the documentary. And he's like, okay, I'll do it for this scene, but then I need to get a shirt on. So then he's like, then they just magically made a shirt appear because I think they wanted him to kind of just not have a shirt for the rest of the movie. And they were like, uh, no. <laughs> Well, I mean, Shatner did that in back in the back in the day. So I think that's the why day, they threw it in there. And then, of course, Alan Rickman has to comment. Of course, somehow you got your shirt off. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. Tim Allen, I see you. You're not, you're not looking too bad there. Mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah, just look at Tim Allen now, right? So uh, that I was like, I was not expecting that. So <laughs> yeah, we don't, um, we don't want Tim Allen now. Yes. And no. on a final no. thing, I will say I appreciated the ending purely for the fact that they did all kind of go back for a reboot version of the series. And like in 1999, yes. that was like a fun, cool idea. And now it's just like totally commonplace now. So I love that yeah. it kind of ends on let's all get the old cast back together to come back for a reunion version of the show. When now that's like a commonplace thing that happens all the time now, all these reboots yeah. get getting these old casts to come back and all that kind of thing so and i love that it ended on that and now that's kind of just a regular thing do you not think it's strange that like tim allen looks older when he's playing the or when it's in in the original television what we see the clips of the original television show he does where he has the long <laughs> well, he has mullet. the he mullet older right he I looked said older that. in the in the in the 80s than he did in the 90s yes. or whenever it was. When I watched the movies, I did a live stream or live tweet, and that was like the first thing I said was like, "How does he look better in the modern day than he does in the young version where he's supposed to be younger with his little mullet?" Probably because he's got a mullet. Yeah, I think that's probably what. To be fair, ages him is probably. <laughs> Nobody like nobody likes a mullet. We'll all have mullets after the quarantine. That's probably done. when he was doing all the drugs. So you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Tim Allen, the one oh, actor the... Disney broke their no felonies rule yeah. for, was Tim Allen. It's because they 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 had this hard rule: if you have a felony, if you have any charges on anything, you cannot be in a Disney movie. They broke that rule. He had felony charges for drugs, and they broke that rule because they wanted him to be Santa Claus. And I was like, okay, they just they, had they, to have him as Santa, Santa Claus, because he was such a big star at the him. time. He had the show and all that stuff. So yeah, they were willing to throw out that rule for Tim Allen because he's just that special. I mean, look to be fair. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Santa Claus. Yes, I love that movie. I like the Santa Claus <laughs> a lot. Do you know what else I like a lot? Also a slightly Janine? meta film. <laughs> it is. Do you know what else I like a lot, though? 
What's that? Patrons? Patreon Patrons, people? Patreon people, <laughs> Janine. It is Patreon shout-out day where we give a huge thank you and we actually have to some... all our wonderful Patreons. We have a, a, a plethora of new of people. New it's very patrons, And it is, it is very exciting. It is very exciting. Janine, would you like to start off the thank yous? I would. Uh, thank you so much, Adam Collins. Thank you, Billy Polahan. We've already heard from him today. Thank you, hot man himself, Brandon Hanna. Yes, and thank you to still number one in everybody's hearts, Carla Fees. <laughs> thank you, Delisha. We love you. Thank you to Dwayne Burke. New patron. Thank you, Dwayne. Yes. Um, also, thank you to Eric Garcia. Hey, Eric. And thank you to... Double G G G, <laughs> and your conspiracy that this is also G G Grant Gregory. Thank you, Grant. <laughs> yes. Thank you to Jake Yakavetta. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff Newson. Jenny Lawson. Thank you. Thank you, John Mariano. I'm gonna start singing some of them <laughs> in a minute. Thank you to Kelsey Kirkland, another new patron. And thank you to Ken Knapsack. Yay. And of course, LK, KLLK, whatever <laughs> it is. Thank you. And thank you, Lucas Shashak. <laughs> and of course, thank you, Marcus Burton. And thank you to our good friend, Steve, aka Movie Fanobi. Yes. And of course, thank you to. Our two wonderful friends at the odd-shaped channel, Tom and Kimber. And thank you so much, Oscar Romo. And thank you, Patrick Harden. Yay. Thank you, Paul Denuzio, Pauly D. <laughs> thank you to Randall Sands. Love you, Randall. Thank you to my brain buddy, Sally A. Mercedes. <laughs> And thank you to the best name on the whole list, <laughs> Sari Lamanaki. Yes. <laughs> and thank you, uh, Samir Tisfai. And our wonderful Called Into Machine Mondays yes, earlier yay. in the week. <laughs> He's the best. He's a new patron as well. There's many, many new patrons. Thank you to Tamor Buta. Yes. Yes. Yay. There we go. So many new Patron names. It's wonderful. Thank you guys so much. So many new names. Yes. It's wonderful. The support. We love the support. We love you all. You're all great. Do we love you as much as we love Galaxy Quest? Yes. Quite yes, frankly, we do. We do. We, do. we, do. we <laughs> love you more than we love Galaxy Quest, but we love Galaxy Quest as well. I'm very happy that I've watched this movie. I'm very glad that it ended our series talking movies about tv well next series isn't going to be too much different <laughs> no we threw a poll out there on the patreon and they wanted to keep the tv love going so we are doing movies based on tv shows <laughs> basically adaptations yes <laughs> yeah i mean i think we've got it nailed down as to what we're doing but i think we'll go through them at the start of next week. Okay. I think we'll go through all that we're doing at the start of next week. Uh, just to leave you a bit of a bit of a 
Well, well, it's not a tease, is it? Because I've not even teased anything. It's more of a, hmm, what do you think we'll be doing? Well, next think about week. It. Movies I haven't seen. <laughs> I mean, next that week. That are based on TV shows. We'll be doing the first episode of that, so. We will. <laughs> you don't have to wait very long. Yes. <laughs> it's only next week, and it'll be great. Yes. It's going to be great. It's always great. I'm very excited to start a new season. New season? It's not a new season, is it? It's a new <laughs> no, series. It's a new series. They're not seasons. This is not a television show itself. I've got TV on the brain. Yes, you do. It's going Rightfully weird. so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. But unless we have anything else to say, Janine, about Galaxy Quest, about our wonderful patrons, about where one can call into the show. Yes. Um, where is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's always a link on um, every episode that we post to leave voice messages. I actually put a call out to, hey, we're doing movies based on TV shows, so leave us a voice message um, if you have any of your favorites. So, yeah, um, you can find the link. We want to hear. <laughs> well, we want to hear about your favorite movie uh, based on, on a, a TV, TV show. show. So, so I will put it out. TV I'll put the ad- call out again. You know, and see yes yeah that is yeah i mean it's it's a weird one to try and figure out how to say it best because yes. it's like movie tv adaptations yeah. or it's like movie adaptations of tv basically yeah so i just kind of try to keep Mo- it simple tv movies based on tv shows yeah so not this that was movies about tv yes because these shows were not real shows no and there's the difference. Yes. There is the difference. So go and do that. You can, of course, find other shows on this feed. It's not just Morgan Hasn't Seen. We have the main show every Friday. It's a wonderful podcast where we've recently celebrated the big 100. Woo-hoo! It was great. Um, but that's just that's a showcase of love for old movies. Nice old movies. We all love them. They're all great. And... I'm on that every week. I host. Janine's on it every other week. Nolan Dean is on it when Janine is not on it. It's always a great time. But we also, of course, have the Monday show. Machine Mondays. The Schmodown show (laughs) with Janine the Machine every week too. Even in this, this, you know, slightly... um, funny time of the schmodown where we're cutting down on matches because of certain situations going on in the world's situation (laughs) um machine mondays ain't going nowhere this show ain't going nowhere the main show ain't going nowhere we'll always we're, we're, we're always here yes we're always here to bring some smiles in whatever bad situation you might find yourself in or if you just want some you might not actually be in too much of a bad situation you might be enjoying yourself. You might be, have it in the back of your mind, but you might be like, okay, let's get through, which is what we're all doing. Yes. And we're all, we're, we're, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I was going. I was trying to be poignant, but I can't. <laughs> can't re- can't I, really I think, be I think poignant. You, I, I, think, was, I think you pulled it off. I think you did okay. I always, I always flub myself. <laughs> I always flub myself. But you can find the whole It's a Wonderful podcast feed, all the shows we have on here, on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Google Podcasts, 
whole bunch of others. We're everywhere. It's great. Or, of course, just on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One to see all the updates and all the all the situations going on there. I'm on Twitter at the Purple Dawn with a three instead of the E in the because Janine. Three is the magic number. And all your wonderful stuff is at where? You can find me at Janine Dabeen on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out my tea shop on tpublic.com at G9Design for merch for our shows and some of my artwork. Um, yeah, like you said, check out our Patreon because it's awesome. And it is. We have great <laughs> stuff there, including more live streams. Yes. And yeah, that's it. That's all the stuff. That's it, guys. <laughs> there we go. Until next week, where, you know, we're talking more TV-based movies, <laughs> but it's a different series. It is a different series. Stop it thinking is. it's the same series. <laughs> it's different. We'll make it. We'll make. We'll we'll make it so. That's a Star Trek line. Make it so. Yes. But that's not the right thing. That's Patrick <laughs> Stewart. That's nothing to do with the original series. I think that I really I think there's only one thing left to do and to be honest I would recommend sticking around until the the post credits for this for this episode um because there's you know there's something we haven't outright said in this episode yet that I'm kind of shocked we haven't outright said in a very loud definitive manner mm-hmm. or maybe a quiet maybe a quiet meaningful manner I don't know but I know there is one thing left to do. Apart from that, Janine, please count us down. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye, Grabthar's hammer. You shall be avenged.